Super Talk Mississippi media production. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right. Good morning and welcome to the show. I'm Mandy Gunasegra, guest host today for Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I just love that music, Rano. Um, it really gets me pumped up. I'm already pumped about the show and then that just sets the tone. Um, I am obviously joined in studio with none other than Mr. Rano himself, who I hope you are doing well. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. All right. Well, um, let me address the elephant in the room. My voice may sound a little bit different. I'm a little bit lower intonation, but it's because I had one of those good old fashioned colds earlier this week. And, uh, you know, it just, it set my voice a little bit lower. So hopefully folks enjoy that. Um, I want to remind folks that you can always share your thoughts with us here on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Please don't text and drive, but do give us your thoughts and feedback as we're going through the show. And we have a great show today. I'm really excited. We have a really great guest list. Um, our first interview is with a gentleman named John Zadrozny. I met him uh, in my interactions with the White House. He served a number of roles in the Trump administration. His One of his last roles, he was the deputy assistant to the president on immigration and national security issues. He worked hand in glove with Stephen Miller. He also served as the acting chief of staff and um, has experience in the Senate prior to that. Senate and House, actually. So he's going to read us in on the latest situation with immigration and some of the national, broader national security implications of that, as well as what's going on internationally. After that, our, our number two interview will we be with Mr. Brett Tolman. He is with the American Cons- Conservation sorry, Conservative Union Foundation. He's going to talk to us about criminal justice reform. That's something that was a huge project in the Trump administration. It really gained prominence, um, and that momentum turned into the First Step Act, a bill that he was intimately involved in. He's now helping Mississippi in some of our criminal justice reform areas of opportunity. And we're going to talk about that with him. And then we're going to wrap things up in the 12 o'clock hour with a gentleman named Dennis Porter. He's a Bitcoin expert and influencer um, in this growing area of interest and attraction. He has a little bit different take. He has a history of um, he's a organizer, essentially a campaign organizer and he understands the political implications of something like Bitcoin, and he describes himself as representing those who see Bitcoin as a single issue, or, uh, as a single issue point for voters, voters going forward. So we're going to talk to him about that. I'm also going to get into the latest with the Canadian trucker Trudeau standoff that continues. We're going to talk a little bit about the Durham report, the depths of the spying revelations. It really doesn't end, despite the fact that 
A lot of your corporate mainstream media wants to ignore it. There is just a lot there that, one, you've got to pay attention to. I know a lot of the folks, a lot of our listeners do pay attention to, um, but there's a lot to understand, to unpack, and we're going to get into that. I also have a parent update, how parents are fighting back, continuing to push back against tyrannical policies that negatively impact their kids. We have some more information about how the, the the negative impacts of some of these COVID policies, but the good news is parents are fighting back and they are winning. We have much, much more. So first, um, I do want to get into just some quick hits. So there may be some good news. Speaking of COVID, there may be some good news on the horizon with regard to CDC's mask mandate. They um, have suggested that they will change their mask mandate in the next two weeks. Now, this is great. They're always, uh, I would say, a year and a half behind the times. Um, we've been pretty much on the right in Mississippi, and a lot of the states have in the local areas. But nonetheless, the CDC will be catching up, or they're expected to catch up. Now, if you look at... If you look at the numbers, um, the way that historically the CDC has assessed whether or not to impose certain requirements, they historically have looked at cases and hospitalization rates. Now, if you look at that compared to this time last year, it's really not that great. Um, the number of cases, because of the reach of the Omicron variant, how it's highly transmissible, although much more mild, um, but the reach of it is is pretty extensive. Cases are actually more than double this date last year. And um, so what the administration is starting to do is they're changing the metrics by which they assess the, quote, science, um, because at this point, a lot of this is just based on politics. And what's really happened is that poll numbers continue to come out and consistently show, even in areas like liberal San Francisco, where sometimes you think, gosh, there's no hope for a place like that. But even in those areas, things are starting to to break down and crack in terms of public willingness to accept continuation of mass mandates and vaccine mandates, and especially as they apply to their children. So the CDC is catching on in response to this. Um, now, what is coming up? So, so to justify it, they're expected to change the metrics. But Rhino, I'm going to be a little cynical. Do you know what's happening in two weeks that is pretty big in terms of how you may or may not pay attention to what's going on in the world of politics? Uh, enlighten me. It's a big old speech that the president gives before a joint session of Congress. Uh. Yeah, it's the State of the Union is happening in two weeks, and he's going to need some good news. It's going to be hard for him to um, talk about anything good, and so the expectation is that CDC will update the guidance. This will be his quote-unquote good news that he can talk about. They're getting over covid this will be a sign of it. And it, it also comes on the heels. I know many of you, and this has been discussed pretty extensively, certainly in the various Super Talk programs, but um, if you got the Super Bowl, which was literally in the heart of L.A. County, which has been uh, the ground zero, so to speak, of these tyrannical COVID-related actions, and you saw celebrity after celebrity not wearing masks, really disregarding the guidelines that the rest of us peons um, have have been supposedly having to follow. Anyway, all that's coming to a head. You have the State of the Union coming up, and there really isn't any good news for the president to talk about. So I wouldn't be surprised. My cynical take is that CDC revisiting this, 
may have a little something to do with the nature of politics and the State of the Union address coming up on Tuesday, March 1st. I think you're onto something there. <laughs> well, thanks. Hopefully I learned a thing or two all my time in uh, in Washington, D.C., and the way these things can work. Another quick uh, speaking of Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill update. Government funding is it expires today at the end of today. The Senate is currently in a pretty serious back and forth debate. Um, they are considering a continuing resolution that would go through March 11th. Now, it's basically a continuation of funding levels as is. They haven't had any real or serious debate up until this point, but the news is that there are three holds by three separate senators. Now, a little bit of parliamentarian process in the Senate, in the Senate, a lot of getting bills and actions to the floor is dependent upon what's called unanimous consent. Essentially, all senators have to agree that, okay, we're okay with this going to the floor, especially under certain expedited processes of which the continuing resolution is, is on. Um, and if you don't agree, you can hold. And a hold just means that it's not going to go to the floor. Um, and if you can't work out the deal with your leadership, either your own leadership in the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, then you can filibuster it. And if you filibuster it, well, at the end of the day, that means you need a 60-vote threshold to overcome some of these issues. And it adds a lot of time. Now, the three holds are from Senator Rubio. He's taken a stand on pushing through the No Crack Act. This is in response to a story that came out earlier this week regarding the government's apparently sending uh, crack pipes to people to um, improve equity and help people get over their drug addiction, something along those lines. The White House denied it. Then they embraced it. Then they denied it again. Um, and now we aren't really sure, but Rubio's making a stand on that. You have Senator Braun, who's pushing for balanced budget initiatives. My goodness, that is music to our ears, but I don't know that, that anything's really going to come of it in such a short time. I mean, that is something to be thoroughly debated. And then finally, you have Senator Lee, who's really making a stand on codifying no vaccine mandates. We had a big win in the Supreme Court for the, for the majority of workers, but you still have our health care workers that are subject to some of these requirements. So these are some big issues, extremely divisive. They could potentially hold up what's going on in the Senate. Um, and we'll see if the if the funding runs out, then the government shuts down tonight. I'm not sure that it'll actually get to that. I imagine there's a lot of uh, arm twisting and finagling going on behind the scenes knowing what I've experienced in the past, but something to pay attention to. All right, we've got a short break coming up, and then we will have our first guest on the line, Mr. John Zadrozny, to fill us in on immigration, national security, and a few other items of interest. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
to mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleEase can help. How can they help? PeopleEase can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my agents. Your needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Spring is coming up, and you can leave it up to us at Egg Up Equipment for your spring cleaning machine. We have stocked up and can offer you long-term financing with low monthly payments. Get the John Deere 3025E compact tractor with a loader for only $278 per month with 72 months financing. Visit us at agup.com for more. Offer is based on 10% down. Offer ends 03-2022. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm guest host Mandy Gunasegra here on Middays at Super Talk Mississippi. And I've got a big old smile on my face because I just looked up and I saw the picture of John Zadrozny, who is joining us today. Hey, John, how are you? 
Hey, Mandy. Uh, I'm doing great. It's great to be on your show. Good. I'm glad you're here. Well, let me give folks just a recap of your background. Now, um, John served in a number of roles for President Trump. He was the deputy assistant to the president for policy. He worked at the Department of State. He served as the acting chief of staff at U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services at the Department of Homeland Security. He also worked for Senator Cruz and worked for the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Chairman Daryl Issa. Back in the day, he currently is the director of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration at America First Policy Institute, a really great institution. It's safe to say that John is an absolute expert on these issues. He was in the room with the president when a lot of the major decisions were made with regard to President Trump's immigration policies. We're very excited to have you here today to talk us through what's going on. Now, uh, look, the, the beginning point is... There was a stable situation at the border. When you and I walked out of the administration on January 20th, the border situation was very stable. Security measures were working. The wall was being built. And that situation has quickly spiraled into one of the largest humanitarian crises. Now, can you just give us a latest assessment uh, from your perspective uh, beyond what I just said of what's really going on at the border right now? Sure, Mandy. So basically, we're at a point where we're one plus years into this administration. And in the last year or so, uh, anywhere from two to 2.5 million and possibly even more individuals have come across the border because of the Biden administration's open borders policies. Um, I, and don't forget, too, that includes the people they've allowed to come in pending asylum claims. Um, but basically, there are illegal aliens who, are, if we were following the law, would never be eligible for asylum. Uh, and they would have been kept out under the previous policies, under the Remain in Mexico policy and a few other policies that President Trump had installed. Um, but in addition to that, there are lots of people who we don't know across the border. That's why there's that wild card at the end. I mean, it's kind of scary when the wild card is in addition to 2.5 million, but we literally don't know about a lot of people who've crossed because for all the people who have crossed and turned themselves into the Border Patrol every morning on people's private property in Texas and Arizona, uh, there are an awful lot of people who sneak across the border in camouflage carrying you know, rifles and rucksacks in the middle of the night. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. And hopefully we'll find out before something really bad happens. One thing I always like to point out, Mandy, is that this is not an accident. This is an engineered policy. This is an open borders policy that this administration wants. So they might occasionally send Vice President Harris down to Guatemala to say, please don't come. But their actions are speaking louder than words. Everything from not finishing the wall construction that was required under the previous administration to um, basically demoralizing the Border Patrol and, and you know turning them into an enemy and destroying morale in the Border Patrol, all of these things have an impact. And everything they've done as opposed to what they tell an audience in front of a press conference or in a foreign government is uh, please come. And we're seeing the results. It's so frustrating. It truly is an instance where their actions are speaking much, much louder than their words. Now, you mentioned the remain in Mexico policy. Could you just describe that a little bit for the listeners and why that proved so effective and what this administration has since done to essentially undercut that policy? Absolutely, Mandy. So the Remain in Mexico policy was designed basically to make it so that if you were coming to uh, to the United States, the U.S.-Mexico border from a country other than, other than Mexico, uh, we had arranged, uh, we basically set it up so that we would not 
uh, allow you to enter the country until it was time for your asylum hearing. So in other words, you're coming from, let's say, El Salvador, and you want to request asylum in the United States. Basically, you'd meet at the border with an immigration official. Uh, they'd hand you a piece of paper and say, okay, uh, your hearing, your asylum hearing is going to be in six weeks. In the meantime, you have to stay in Mexico or, you know, preferably stay in Mexico because in theory the country from which you're coming is too dangerous to return. Uh, but you have to stay in Mexico until your hearing. We won't let you in until then. Well, that was a, a, a major break from the way it used to work. The way it used to work was every previous administration, Republican and Democrat, unfortunately, would say, okay, well, uh, come on in, uh, do whatever you want, here's a working permit, uh, your court date's in a few weeks. Some would show up, some wouldn't, many wouldn't. Um, and then sometimes years later, you'd catch some of those people who allegedly wanted asylum, and uh, the judge, an immigration judge might find that they no longer have an asylum claim, but looks like they've got three kids here, and they've got roots, and they're not going anywhere. Um, the Remain in Mexico policy was crucial because it did two things, one of which is it forced, it ended the catch-and-release policy that had been part of the, the process that had just been assumed to be part of the process before. And it dramatically reduced asylum fraud because the reality was a lot of those people who have been coming and are still coming from Central America and the Middle East and everywhere else on the globe, they were banking on being able to get into the country and disappearing. Remain in Mexico pro- prohibited that. It basically said, you've got a four- to six-week wait in Mexico. Good luck. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. And as a result, a lot of the people who weren't going to be able to scan the system said, well, screw this. I'm going home. Yeah. That did a lot of things, but among the most important thing was it really reduced fraud because anyone who was really fleeing uh, persecution for religion or political beliefs or whatever, uh, they'd wait it out because they can't go back to their home country because they literally are being persecuted. But a lot of people who were just trying to get a job or were just trying to sneak in because they liked the benefits here turned around and went home. By the way, they're not eligible for asylum in the future because if it was so gosh darn bad that you had to leave the country and claim asylum, how on earth could you return to that country in the future? Um, so it was a real fraud reducer. For obvious reasons, the Biden administration had to end it because fraud is not really a concern for them. Volume for the future amnesty that they want is the biggest priority. It's it's so frustrating, and it's it's almost as if they just, anything that the Trump administration did, they were like, well, we're going to get rid of it, whether it works or not. And as you're conveying to us, um, it's their goal to create this open border situation all along. I like how you said that was basically an engineered approach from there. And now you mentioned it's not just that they're they're doing away with policies that make it easier to get in, but there's all these incentives that they have extended to illegal immigrants. I'm not sure if you caught a clip. I saw it earlier this morning. It was posted on RNC Research. They're pretty good at staying on top of these things. But AOC was bragging about how she helped many illegal immigrants get access to stimulus checks. So she's devoting her federal taxpayer um, dollars that she gets to fund her her congressional seat operation to help illegal immigrants access, get access to stimulus checks. Now, that's not the only incentive that um, illegal immigrants have had access to. Could you walk us through some of those and why, you know, that that's along the lines of actions while they may say don't come. The actions are, hey, when you get here, we're going to take care of you in, in a way that in some instances is better than how U.S. citizens are treated. Uh, Mandy, that's a, I didn't know about that, but that doesn't surprise me. And I actually wonder if, if uh, AOC's actions may actually technically be illegal, uh, <laughs> yeah. whether or not she's an elected official or not, because she's basically encouraging lawless behavior, and that should have consequences. Agreed. But it doesn't put that aside. It's a metaphor for the bigger problem, which is, yes, there are an awful lot of goodies and an awful lot of benefits for people who come here illegally. And, I, you know, we had four years 
and it, it was difficult achieving the things we did achieve, trying to make sure that benefits only went to people who were lawfully here or appropriately here. But you'd be amazed. For example, uh, one thing that we discovered in horror was that if you're ordered removed from the country, um, you know, when you come into the country legally, let's say you come in on an asylum claim, uh, if they released you into the United States, they'd give you what's called an EAD, an employment authorization document. Mm-hmm. That's basically what allows you to work legally in the country. Um, but we found that even when people were being denied asylum claims, they still kept their EADs and still got to work. What? Um, we also found that, um, for example, if you were ordered removed, let's say you're an illegal alien, you, you weren't prohibited from getting an EAD as an illegal alien, believe it or not. But let's say you got one and then you were finally ordered removed by an immigration judge. Even with a final order of removal, that didn't mandate the stripping of your EAD so you could still work. So you want to know why no one ever leaves. It's because the incentives to stay are so great, and the ability, the, the, the will to actually enforce the law and remove people who are illegally here is, is clear, was clearly not present until the Trump administration in any meaningful way, that why not risk it? Like, why not travel thousands of miles? Why not send your child with a coyote? Um, it'll be worth it in the end, monetarily and benefit-wise, for you to take that chance to get in the country because Americans just give away so much money or they can take advantage of a system that's not trying to stop them at all. Yeah, that's just that's so mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling to me. Um, John, we've got a couple of questions coming in on our ceasefire text line. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if you may have the answers to this, but I'm going to read them out, and then we're going to have to take a short break. And we'll have round two with you. But um, we have one question from Joe and Meridian: How many illegals does that average per state, even down by county? And if you don't necessarily know that, if you know somewhere, we could point folks to to find that type of information. But we're going to take a quick break. I want our listeners to sit tight. We've got round two with John Zdrozny to talk more about the state of immigration under the Biden administration and a few other national security issues. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms, high near 77. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 33. Your finally Friday, partly cloudy conditions, high near 52. Friday evening, mostly clear and cold, low around 27. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learn how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tay Reeves is making an announcement at the Canton Nissan Vehicle Assembly Plant at this hour. We're carrying that live on the Super Talk News Facebook page. Nissan is said to be investing up to $500 million to expand operations at the plant. We'll get you those details as soon as they're released. An amendment bill that would end the state's contract with Centene, the largest Medicaid managed care organization in the country, will be debated in the Senate today. It's already passed in the House. Mississippi reached a $55.5 million dollar settlement with a company last June over allegations that pharmacy benefit managers were inflating their bills. Representative Becky Curry believes the St. Louis-based company pads its bottom line by denying Mississippians the health care they need. We want to take care of our sick, mentally ill, elderly, and we want to be able to say that our money is being spent right, and it's just not. The 2022 Mississippi Vaping Summit will be held virtually on February the 24th from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Health professionals will discuss e-cigarettes, the latest trends, the myths, vaping in schools, perspectives from parents and youth, and a legislative roundtable. The event is free and continuing education credits are available. Hosted by Enrich Mississippi and funded by the Mississippi State Department of Health, Office of Tobacco Control. For more information, visit EnrichMS.org slash summit. EnrichMS.org slash summit. That's EnrichMS.org slash summit. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, they have the freshest lineup of 2022 SUVs in America. Like Ford Escape, Ford Edge, or Ford Explorer, all named 2021 IIHS top safety picks. The SUVs of the future weren't built for a few. They are built for America. Ford SUVs, see a Ford dealer near you and drive one today. 
Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Bring it on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. Alright, welcome back. I'm guest host Mandy Gunasekara here on Middays at Super Talk Mississippi. And if you're just joining us, one, we are so happy you're with us. And two, I am on the phone with John Zadrozny, who served as a deputy assistant to the president for policy an expert in all things immigration. And we were talking about the current situation at the border, which just keeps to keeps getting worse. And John, I left it with a question from someone from our text line, basically asking about if you knew how many illegals, um, it, the, the, the two point, um, you know, and some change million coming over the border, how that averages that we know of that, that averages per state. And if you didn't have that information, if there were any good websites, um, that you could direct folks to, to find this type of critical information that the mainstream media is largely trying to ignore. That, I mean, that that's a really good caller from your question, Mandy. I don't have those specific numbers. I mean, I think yeah. you could probably instinctively figure out that a lot of the illegals uh, that are crossing the border and being allowed in by this administration, they're if they're moving on their own, they're going to go to places where the, the benefits are the best, which will tend to be Democrat-run states. Uh, you probably, however, have also seen the headlines recently uh, of how the Biden administration is literally flying people at taxpayer expense, mind you, uh, from the border to states and, and cities in states without local or state awareness. Yeah. Um, it's happened in Pennsylvania. It's happened in Texas. It's happening probably in Mississippi too. Um, but to taking a step back on the on the the bigger question of illegal immigration, I think it's it's important for your audience to understand that the the number of people who are illegally present in the United States is way higher than they've been told. Um, you know, any number that Chuck Schumer has been using for twenty years is obviously a lie. Yeah, uh, he has used the eleven point something million number since early two thousands. I honestly think that's a focus group tested number that. You know, makes people feel like it's big enough to do something, but not small enough. To, but small enough to not be threatening. Yeah. Realistically, based on what we know and the things we've seen, that number is more likely between twenty and thirty million. That's not including Joe Biden's latest uh, invitation and the two point five or so million who've come in over the last year. Um, and so there are quite a few people in the country who are here illegally. I mean, I think it's that's what's staggering about the numbers. If it is, let's just say for the sake of argument, that it's thirty million. Um, that's basically one in ten Americans. Think about the cascading effects of that, not just the, the lawlessness that results from having someone who shouldn't be here illegally in the country, but think about all the downstream monetary and non-monetary costs from law enforcement um, to benefits to um, injuries to school burdens to the things it pushes on the taxpayer. Uh, it's a lot. And it's not a minor deal, and it's not a small number. So um, I wish I had a number. I wish I could point you to a resource that has these numbers, but the problem is it's actually one of the best-kept secrets, and I think that's something we should focus on in the future. The federal government should 
figure out, use its resources to determine from all the things it's got at its fingertips to figure out how many people are actually illegally in the country. It's going to be way bigger than people think. Yeah, I think that's that's an important takeaway for sure. Now, back to this issue of the flights. Who's sponsoring this flight? Is this the federal government that is taking illegals and flying them across the country in the dead of night? The answer is yes, directly and indirectly. So the federal government is basically orchestrating this all. And they've done it, though, through uh, nonprofit organizations, many of which have a religious affiliation, or at least appear to. So, for example, Catholic Charities and uh, uh, one of the – there are several, but I know that, for example, Catholic Charities is perhaps one of the largest. Um, these organizations and some smaller ones whose names you haven't heard, you know, they, they present themselves as charitable 501c3 organizations. The reality is they receive all their money from the federal government. Um, these aliens are detained at the or you know encountered at the border. Uh, they're basically given a welcome packet. <laughs> it's yeah. like being a freshman at college now. Like if you're an illegal alien, you get a Manila envelope full of goodies and places to go where you can get discounts and where you can get a free bank account. And, um, then they're funneled in the direction of these nonprofit organizations, which then literally pay for their tickets, bus tickets, plane tickets. Um, other things that will help them along the way, and they are basically fully federal funded, fu- fully federally funded. Um, in fact, we encountered one. I was in Del Rio this past summer with some colleagues, and we we encountered a nonprofit organization in Del Rio who she, she didn't the, the CEO she didn't know who we were, so she just starts excitedly talking about how yeah we're buying them plane tickets and bus tickets and we're sending them oh, wow. to Mississippi and Texas and Missouri. And Jeez. after about ten minutes, she realized. This was kind of an interesting message that we weren't sure we wanted to hear. And she's like, where are you guys from? (laughs) Um, But, like, it was really clear they are fully federally funded. They are the private sector instrumentality of this bad policy. And, you know, states and local – state and local authorities have a lot of say here. I think this is – it's worth saying, you know, in Mississippi and elsewhere, these organizations answer to licensing requirements for the state. Um, so if your states have concerns about this, uh, if people who are, if you see something going on with a nonprofit organization that may not be cooperating and maybe facilitating illegal immigration, this is something your state government can tackle or your local government can tackle. Now, that's good to know. It's, it's important for folks to know that, that we do have tools available to us through our local legislators to push back, um, even when the federal government is trying to cram um, unauthorized actions out on the rest of us just to fulfill a political goal. So let's talk a little bit about that political goal. It seems like every time there's some major legislative action coming down the pike in Washington, D.C., Democrats want to die on this hill of pushing amnesty provisions. We saw that with the um, we, we saw that with the recent bipartisan infrastructure bill certainly made up huge portions of the build back better or build back broke uh, more aptly put initiatives that Biden continues to push. But why why is this such a centerpiece of the Democrats' long-term political policies? Mandy, I think it's because they have no choice. I, I, you know, the, the left is very loud in this country. The Democrat Party is in your face. And they seem, they make it seem, because they get friendly media coverage as well, like they are the supermajority party and they are the future in this country. I actually think they're they're dying demographically. Uh, I think they've got some real issues, uh, and I think that illegal immigration is part of the solution for them. The ability to provide amnesty to tens of millions of people at the stroke of a pen is essential. I mean, you know, Mandy, it turns out when you spend 50 years aborting Americans in the womb, you're short about 60 million voters. And so when you have that problem, you know, when you, when you basically are short a large tens of millions of people who might have been voting for you, 
um, when you have Marxist policies that turn most Americans off, um, and you are, are basically just engineering the failure of the country and upsetting even the people who used to be your base, well, what are your options, really? You know, you've got two choices. You can revamp your worldview and change your policies to fit the electorate, or you can find new voters. And the left in this country, via the Democrat Party, has chosen the latter. It's really clear to me. This is based, It's like what my colleague Ken Blackwell here at AFPI calls the, the voters without borders movement. This is really about finding their new base because they no longer are even trying to appeal to you or me. Um, they've just gone in search of a new majority. And unfortunately, we've, a lot of states have played along. These sanctuary jurisdictions have a, are a big part of the problem. You know, that you wonder why. Um, states are all in on illegal immigration, and the, especially the, the deep blue states. Uh, well, look what it gets them, Mandy. It gets them a lot of money. We had this fight regarding the census back in 2020, yeah. um, not counting citizens, because you shouldn't be able to count non-citizens, because if you're counting non-citizens, you're basically incentivized as a government in the United States to have an illegal alien population, and that gets you money and extra congressional representation. Um, it's a huge problem, but I really actually, in a strange way, I view it as a silver lining yeah. because I think our policies, the conservative universe policies, are winning. Um, the left can't compete intellectually, so it has to go out and, and just, like, provide amnesty to tens of millions of illegal aliens. Uh, and if we can hold the line, I think our, our views will eventually win the day. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, but you mentioned the Border Patrol, and a lot of these policies um, – it's like the administration is constantly trying to find a scapegoat for problems they've created. And in some instances, they've pointed the blame and the finger at our Border Patrol agents, which is beyond offensive for anyone who willingly signs up to put their life on their line to keep this country safe and U.S. citizens. But have you interacted with Border Patrol agents? And, you know, what is what is the readout on the morale of that agency in an administration under an administration where the tools that they traditionally have had to do their job are just being pulled away from them time and again? No, that's a great question, man. This is this is one of the the most shameless episodes, uh, you know, in, in an administration that it has an awful lot of poor performance. This may be one of their lowest moments, where they've decided to basically do everything they can to demoralize one of the hardest working groups of people, and the, the you know people who literally wake up every day um, and have volunteered their careers to patrol a desert and risk being shot or attacked or wounded by cartels. Um, that episode that happened at the border where they, where the Biden administration, President Biden and his political team were jumping to conclusions out of the door without any information accusing Border Patrol agents of whipping Haitians. Turns out that wasn't the case. Um, and there's a, they're sitting on a report, by the way, which likely vindicates those officers, but they don't want that to get out because that would make them, the politicians, look bad. Um, that's just one episode of a daily demoralization effort on the part of the Biden administration. But unfortunately, Mandy, I think this is part and parcel of their larger strategy to destroy immigration enforcement in this country, because it's one thing for them to politically shut off enforcement, demoralize the Border Patrol. Eventually, the Border Patrol will start to shrink. Um, Attrition is going to be a real problem in the coming years and months, even after this administration, uh, because you're, you're going to be really hard-pressed to draw anyone to become a Border Patrol agent uh, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And the, the coming wave of attrition is just something they're going to use. They'll bootstrap themselves into even less enforcement. They'll say, gosh, we don't have as many Border Patrol agents as we, we like. 
well, gosh, that's because you, you demoralized the place and everyone left. Well, John, John, um, I'd love to keep talking with you, but we'll have to leave it there. We're running out of time. Thank you for joining us, and I can't wait for someone like you to be back in the driver's seat on these issues. Get the most out of your tax refund with a new set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center, Jackson's proudest community sponsor with four convenient locations to serve you. Along with our great prices, your new Kenda tires come with a kind of protection you can't find anywhere else, like free road hazard, free flat repair, free tire rotations and balancing, free inspections, and more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people, we offer shelter to people seeking life change, and we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was down 16 to 119.33. July cotton was down 18 to 116.60. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up six and a quarter to 1593 and three quarters per bushel. May soybeans were up five and three quarters to 1597 per bushel. March corn was up one and three quarters to 648 and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up two and a quarter to 648 per bushel. The mercantile April live cattle was down 17 to 146.75. June live cattle was down 10 cents to 142.15. March feeders down 112 to 166.37. April feeders down 97 to 171.20. At the open, the Dow Jones down 455 points, 34,479. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and help save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I, I think he's having a nightmare. 
No, this is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. I can't listen to that song without, like, moving my shoulders a little bit. Um, But welcome back to the show. You're listening to Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasekara, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, there's a lot of reasons to celebrate in 2022. The national champion MSU Bulldogs hit the diamond for a new season. And for the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, they're celebrating their 100th year anniversary. Just to name two big things for our great state. Today, Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation will celebrate opening day with Sports Talk Mississippi live at Duddy Noble Field. Duty Noble. Duty. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Um, you'll hear from players and coaches to celebrate the opening of college baseball season. Um, now, it's a little rainy up in Oxford. Hopefully, it's not going to be rainy. It's not, they're not going to get rained out and they can uh, kick the season off, but... That's some really great things to celebrate uh, the Bulldogs national championship last year. I just want to remind our folks, you can always share your thoughts with us on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Please do not text and drive as a quick reminder. Now, I do want to go um, some of the comments we got. If you're just joining us, we had a really great interview a second ago with a gentleman named John Zdrozny, super involved in the immigration space, worked for President Trump, um, was a high official in the White House and other agencies, and now works over at the America First Policy Institute. You can find more information about him and his work over on their website. Either search America First Policy Institute or AFPI, and it will come up. We had a couple of questions, though. I just wanted to confirm um, Tom and uh, let's see, Tom in, in LA. Um, he just wanted to confirm that uh, John said one in ten uh, of the the population are illegals. Yes, that's what he said. And the big takeaway with that was there's a lot of numbers floating around with regard to how many illegal immigrants have have actually come into the country. Um, the, the takeaway is the numbers bigger than what the mainstream media or you're going to be hearing from Democrats and. We have some degree of the calculation, but not 100%. Um, and, you know, I think... It's like TV ratings. There's a formula that they use that they feel is statistically significant and within a certain margin of error, but there's no way to be 100% accurate. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. And as as John made one solid point that it probably the number that they're stuck on, which is around 11 million that they always talk about dating over a decade now is probably a poll tested number because a lot of the Democrats policy is truly tied to uh, poll poll testing and what and how people think about it, not necessarily what's actually going on on the ground, which has lent itself to a lot of the disastrous policy decisions in this administration. Now, uh, speaking of disastrous policy decisions, there was a memo that was recently um, uh, revealed to the Free Beacon, um, and it indicated that the Biden administration does not see a border surge ending anytime soon. Um, they uh, And they're so ingrained in this position that they're actually expanding the size of migrant processing facilities on the southern border. An internal document that was sent to senior customs and border protection officials describes plans by the agency to construct three permanent processing facilities for up to 1,000 migrants at a time in Del Rio, Laredo, and El Paso, Texas. An existing temporary U.S. Border Patrol processing site in Yuma, Arizona, will double in size and also be made permanent. Now, I, I mean... They're just doubling down. They're not doing anything to meaningfully deter people from coming over here. Instead, they're just going to expand the facilities by which they can process people. And what we know is that once people are processed, they're, um, it's, it's not like they're held within a confined area so that they actually show up for their, their amnesty hearing or uh, asylum claim hearing um, that is required via the standard process, they're then put on planes and shipped to all manner of cities all across the country, which is creating all sorts of criminal issues um, in in places where there's already been an uptick in crime because of defund the police type approaches and soft on crime policies from certain DAs. So these are some, some major issues. They just continue to get worse. And my take on this, the Biden administration, they're not taking the issue seriously. They're not doing anything to to meaningfully address the problem and instead are investing in illegal immigrant gateways. And if they get through them, then they can just load them on these planes, ship them off to secret undisclosed locations all around the country where you and I have to deal with the consequences. This is an issue that will continue to be a centerpiece of discussion and important at the midterms. All right. It went from, look at the kids in cages. This is so horrible. This is inhumane to... Don't, don't, no, no, no. There's no kids in cages to let's make the cages bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Um, real quick, we had a, a very good listener remind us we haven't made an important announcement. Rhino, what is that? <laughs> well, it is a Thursday, also known as Friday Eve today. All right. There you go. Friday's Eve. Um, happy Friday Eve celebration. Um, man, that, that segment went quick. Stay tuned. After this break, we'll have an interview coming up with Brett Tolman to October. Talk to us about criminal justice reform throughout the country and specifically in the state of Mississippi. We'll be right back. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden warns a Russian invasion of Ukraine could come within days. They've moved more troops in, number one. Number two, 
We have reason to believe that they are engaged in a false flag operation to have an excuse to go in. Speaking on his way to Ohio, meanwhile, the number two diplomat at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow has been kicked out. The U.S. says at least 7,000 new Russian soldiers arrived in recent days. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said today without evidence that Ukraine's army has taken, quote, provocative actions that have only intensified in the last day. Many of these statements by the Russians are meant to confuse troops on the ground in Ukraine. Fox's Trey Yingston, Ukraine, and U.S. officials say reports of sexual assaults at federal military academies increased sharply during the 2020 to 21 school years. In-person classes return. America's listening to Fox News. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Dream, <sighs> the new degree of comfort. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Nissan is investing $500 million to retool its assembly plant near Canton. This will allow for the assembly of two new electric vehicles at the plant, which currently operates two assembly lines and employs 5,000. The Japanese automaker is predicting that electric vehicles will make up 40% of its U.S. sales by 2030. In making the announcement this morning, Governor Tate Reeves said it's the government job to invest in their people. And make sure that we are all well trained, not for the jobs of the last 50 years, but for the jobs of the next 50 years. Fred Lambert, the editor-in-chief of Electric Magazine, told us that if we want to secure jobs in the automotive sector, we need to make sure our production facilities are converting to electric vehicle production as fast as possible. All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required by state and federal regulations. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. 
AG Len Fitch is joining 17 other state attorneys general in filing an amicus brief in support of Georgia's challenge against the Biden administration mandate that employees of federal contractors and subcontractors be vaccinated. What you're really seeing is this enormous abuse of the administration's statutory authority. They are really overreaching every time that they can. And realistically, what they're trying to do is use this regulatory authority to reach universal vaccination. In the Georgia case, a district court judge stayed implementation in the mandate nationwide. The U.S. Department of Justice appealed. The Ground Zero Blues Club in Cleveland is a huge draw. And Friday, the second location, this one in Biloxi, will have its official grand opening. Co-owner Lee Youngblood is thrilled to be a part of it. We're at the opposite end of the Blues Trail, and, um, you know, we hope it's, it's a good marriage. You can log on to GroundZeroBiloxi.com for more information. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Seether. Plus Bad Flower. Nonpoint. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you've joined us. I'm Mandy Gunasegara, guest host here on Middays at Mississippi Super Talk. And I'm going to just jump right in and get to our next guest. Uh, Brett Tolman is a senior fellow with the American Conservative Union Foundation, and he works with the Nolan Center for Justice on their Prosecutors Advisory Council. Tolman is the former U.S. Attorney for Utah, former Chief Counsel for Crime and Terrorism in the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, for committee chairs Orrin Hatch from the great state of Utah and former Senator Arlen Specter from another great state, Pennsylvania. He is also the director of Right on Crime, a project of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. He's another expert. Um, we are excited to have with us this morning to talk about criminal justice reform. He's a mover and shaker in terms of advancing affiliated policies across the country and was intimately involved in the First Step Act that was passed in 2018. Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks, Maddie. Good to be with you. Good. So 
your history as a prosecutor, how did you get involved in the criminal justice reform movement? Yeah, I think it's a, a bit odd, right, for someone who's been a prosecutor. But um, for me, it was very natural. I mean, I'm, I was uh, a federal prosecutor for well over a decade. Um, the last case that I did was to prosecute the kidnapper of Elizabeth Smart. Very, very proud of the work that I did. But during that time, it became very apparent that, you know, of all the government, uh, you know, functions, the criminal justice system seems to be the one that's avoided accountability and transparency uh, the most. And I think I realized that when I was a prosecutor. And then I've worked since to try to change the system in a way that and, and why I like conservatives being involved in it is to change the system and not forget about victims of crime and not compromise public safety. And that's what we're trying to do across the country. That's such an important point. And, and I think you have just such um, an interesting perspective and one from experience. You were a prosecutor. You were in. You saw the system. Um, and, and usually you're attracted to the prosecutorial side because um, you, you believe in the system. And that's why you want to go be a part of it. You still believe in the system but, but have seen needs for reform. Now, when you say criminal justice reform and in particular, how do you differentiate it with soft on crime approach that's being pushed by some prosecutors in extremely liberal cities? Yeah, that, that right now is why I think conservatives are the, are the most important voice on the criminal justice, you know, arena. And, and you take New York, for example, and most of the left they react and they legislate based on emotion. So New York t- wants to, they want to do away with all bail, right? So they got rid of all bail um, out of an interest in trying to, you know, accommodate those that might not be able to afford it. Well, their crime spiked. It was bad policy based on emotion. The difference is we come in and we say, okay, we can change bail on the low-level offender with low-level bail that can't afford it. But let's also give more discretion to judges so they can hold people that are dangerous, like the the Waukesha driver, the parade driver, or others that we hear about. Let's let's approach an issue with good data and thoughtfulness instead of just knee-jerk reaction based on one case that fires you up emotionally. Yeah, that's that is so wonderful to hear um, because even in these instances where you're dealing with real people, real lives, whether it's the perpetrator's life and family or the victim's life and family, you're in a really high emotional situation. So the ability to dig in and make decisions based on facts and what works and what doesn't, it seems especially needed in this space. Now let's shift to Mississippi really quick. So Mississippi has the second highest imprisonment rate in the nation. Um, from ta- state taxpayers' perspective, they're shouldering the cost of 652 incarcerated people for every 100,000 adults. Now we're not just focusing on the cost here. Right. There's a reason that folks are behind bars, so to speak. But Mississippi recently expanded its parole eligibility in 2021. Could you talk about um, either your involvement in that in the state of Mississippi or other places and, and why embracing that type of parole eligibility, expanded parole elig- eligibility can make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. Mississippi has, you know, one of the more um, important challenges ahead of them. And that is, are they, you know, is Mississippi going to look at its incarceration rate and are they going to, to, to reduce that while at the same time not compromising public safety? One way to do that is to expand parole eligibility. And that, that doesn't mean that the individuals get out, but but Mississippi is now more in line with with red states like Utah, Texas, um, Kentucky, and other states where uh, Tennessee, for example, where they've expanded who is eligible for parole, and they're doing it thoughtfully so that you do have an opportunity to to consider more individuals that we we might see have lowered their risk of recidivism and might be worthwhile uh, participating in parole but you can do other things you know and i think governor reeves is is thoughtfully approaching it understands that it needs to be done but to be done using using examples from other states and best practices and also hopefully with input from organizations like ourselves and others and let's face it law enforcement they don't want to keep arresting the same people and so if that's happening and if we're filling, you know, our prisons and they're bursting at the seams, are we are we addressing the fact that 95 percent of these individuals are going to be getting out of prison? And if they are, what shape are they going to be in? Are they going to be recommitting so that we continue to burst at the seams in our prisons or are we doing something? And that's what we're we're doing in Mississippi is we're thoughtfully approaching some of these laws to look at can we. Can we stop putting certain individuals in prison to begin with that are on low-level infractions? Um, can we look at some of the length of prison terms for those that we're not afraid of, but instead we might just be a little bit more mad than we need to at what they did? And then are we looking at ways on the back end when they reenter into society to to be, you know, to contribute, to be taxpayers, to have jobs. And so there's a lot to do in Mississippi, but I, I'm very impressed. They're, the legislators there and the governor really want to do it. Well, certainly, you know, I would say we have a, a lot of opportunity in this space to um, rethink some of our approach. And I think you put it so well when, you know, our law enforcement that already is understaffed and overstressed, they don't need to have to worry about going after the same people over and over again. Now, you kind of mentioned um, and you're, I know you're a strong advocate of second chance programs. Could you talk a little bit about what is a second chance program? What does that entail? And how does it set people up for success when they're at that point that they, they are, in fact, reentering society? Yeah, great, great question. You know, I'm, I'm right now in the Oklahoma State Capitol working with the governor of Oklahoma and the Senate Judiciary Committee. And they just passed a bill out of committee that is very, it's very simple. And it is that a, someone with a criminal history who's done everything they need to do, they've served their time, they've paid their fines and fees, they've made restitution, but they can't afford to hire a lawyer to expunge their record. They qualify for it, but they, they don't have the money to spend two or $3,000 on a lawyer. So Oklahoma is now going to implement an automatic expungement for low-level offenders who've completed every you know everything that's been asked of them. That way, they have they have an ability to get a job more easily, and we're setting them up for success rather than failure. But we're not doing something that is going to concern the public 
that uh, is going to impact public safety. There's simple little changes like that that are second chances and opportunities for individuals who have paid their, their um, you know, uh, what we've asked them. They've paid their, their price, the price for their bad decisions, and now they're trying to move on with their life. Yeah, that's so important. You want you want folks to come out of this situation. Um, many of them have been redeemed in a lot of ways, and y- you want to ensure that they are set up to have that positive impact in their community, in their surrounding state. Um, now, Brett, we're, we're about to run up against time here, but where can our listeners find out more information about you and the work that you're doing? Thanks, Manny. Please, please go to uh, rideoncrime.com, and you can also look at the work of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, and you'll start to see that um, conservatives are the most important voice if we're talking about trying to make government be accountable and our government systems to be efficient. So get involved. Let's change it. Let's change these bad, broken systems. Well, Brett, thank you so much. You've given us a lot to think about. I encourage folks to check out his work. And thank you for joining us on the show. For our listeners, we've got a quick break. Um, Stay tuned. We've got more on truckers, President Trump, and tall tales from President Biden. Um, Stick around. We've got more here on Middays at Super Talk FM. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gotta go rentals.com. 
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the show. I am so glad you've joined us. We've had two really great interviews. Um, in case you missed our last one, it, with, it was with Brett Tolman with the American Conservative Union Foundation, who's done a lot of work on criminal justice reform, um, just a, a, a smarter, more open-minded approach to issues that have permeated the criminal justice industry, so to speak, um, for a really long time. And his work nationally, he's now bringing that to Mississippi uh, just to help us improve outcomes of folks who are ready to reenter society. Um, but we want to make sure they can reenter society with something positive and tangible to contribute. And a lot of them want to um, for a variety of reasons. So um, Brett Tolman, you can find his information either at ACUF or at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Just Google right on crime and you can find out more information about what he's done nationally and in a variety of states, including Mississippi. Now, today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with Southern rock band Turquoise Willie. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. on most Supertalk Mississippi stations, supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and, you know, I should have started with your listening to Middays here with me, Mandy Gunasaker, a guest host. So maybe a little bit voice filling in for Gerard while he is out and about today, but um, still live, still doing well and here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right. Um, I realized that I meant to send something to Rhino a little bit ago. I don't think it's gone through yet. So I just want to talk. I've got a clip, um, and if we can get it uploaded, I'll play play it for you. But it's really just a vindication clip of President Trump. I'm sure many of you have seen the story um, regarding the latest findings from the Durham report, long-awaited, long-awaited outcomes in an investigation that was started when President Trump was still in office, um, looking into the origins of the Russia hoax situation and then what that has ultimately led to. 
Well, the latest filings um, from special counsel John Durham revealed evidence of a shocking scandal. It goes beyond the Russia hoax. Democrats and Clinton campaign operatives worked with a technology firm to spy on Donald Trump before and during his presidency. So it's bad enough as a candidate, but it's especially bad that they were spying on him with access to servers in the executive office of the president when he's the sitting president of the United States. Now, uh, back back on this information, specifically Durham's new filing alleges a disturbing Democrat spying scheme appropriately characterized a technology company working with lawyers representing the Clinton campaign spied on the private Internet traffic of Trump Tower Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and like I said, the executive office of the President of the United States. Now, you may not be surprised to hear that one of the lawyers who was at the center of this is the Democrats' go-to attorney, Mark Elias. If that name sounds familiar to you, his name keeps showing up in the worst of instances. He was the architect of setting up a lot of the voter fraud schemes um, and the in the middle of voter variabilities in the 2020 election. And he was also a part of this whole spying mechanism. The other attorney involved is Michael Sussman, who has already been indicted by Durham for lying to FBI investigators that have been a part of this ongoing investigation. Now, this technology company, um, it's interesting. According to Durham, um, the executive of the company, Rodney Joffe, that's another name to remember. He enlisted employees at multiple internet companies and researchers to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia using non-public and or proprietary internet data. So just to sum it up, that means an associate of a Clinton operative was actively trying to use sensitive data to falsely fuel the Russia collusion hoax, both before and after Trump's presidency. Now, based on this information, Sussman Zeno went to the FBI and a second unnamed U.S. government agency where he tried to allege some type of secret tie between Russia and Trump. We know that story all too well. Sussman lied and attempted to conceal that he was working for the Clinton campaign and Joffe's company during those meetings. Um, As I said, he's since been indicted. And the Durham report says that investigators have found no support for Sussman's phony allegations, even saying Sussman and Joffe concealed evidence early on that would have shown the allegations were totally baseless from the start. Now, um, I love a lot of the readouts from the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Um, they just really know how to pinpoint the issue and sum it up quite well. They did a recent editorial on this whole situation where they basically put it like this. These revelations expose one of the most appalling political scandals of our lifetime. The filings show disturbing evidence that a Clinton campaign aide tried to manufacture the Russia hoax, feed it to the FBI, and weaponize the government against Donald Trump. So... You know, I just wonder, given the Clinton campaign's fingerprints are on every single aspect of the Russia hoax, the FBI investigation, the funding of the Steele dossier, don't forget that. Um, Rhino, I, I don't think it would be a stretch to say that the Clinton campaign was not also aware that their lawyers hired people to spot on the president. 
Yeah, and uh, the information that they allegedly were getting contained anything from emails to uh, Internet cookies and Internet histories and all sorts of other information that they would then filter through, find something, blow it out of proportion, and then fabricate from there. Yeah, totally. And it's it's just like, look, if if they can do something like this against the sitting president of the United States, what do you or I have standing in the way of us rubbing some well-positioned bureaucrat the wrong way and then them going out of their way to ruin our life? I mean, unfortunately, we have seen that. You've seen that in, in a variety of applications. I think going back to the Obama days, remember Lois Lerner? You know, and the IRS was uh, being used to go after conservative nonprofits to try and hush out dissent in that environment. I mean, that's nothing on what ultimately the people who are part of that, they got away with it. Remember the whole her server miraculous, miraculously disappeared and was broken up into pieces or bleached or something like that. I can't remember. I could be conflating a few of these. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, they ran the bleach bit program on it to wipe it yeah funny how that happened right as the oversight and investigation team on capitol hill was starting to dig in and get a sense of what was actually going on but remember that was appalling and then those people though the the staff behind that situation they got away with it and it essentially led to the spine mechanism on a sitting president now what's interesting too you, you may not have heard a lot about this i just want to harp on it here because you're not going to hear a lot of this outside of fox news on your mainstream corporate media they have essentially fallen silent on this issue and it's so crazy because all we heard from 2016 on for two straight years was russia 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 president trump used to tweet about it all the time the the media empowered people like Adam Schiff, who's one of the most prolific spreaders of the Trump-Russia misinformation. There's an analysis I found. Um, they, they had him do over 467 television interviews between January 2017, January 2020, totaling over 57 hours. Okay, that's bombardment. And that's just Adam Schiff. There were a lot of other folks involved in this. Now, since this breaking news occurred, ABC... NBC, CBS, and MSNBC have devoted all of zero seconds to this story. Now, CNN, they've spent two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Kudos to them. Um, I guess they're trying on some level. Um, But, yeah, two minutes and 30 seconds is, is all you get. And here's the second story. So the Biden campaign used the same technology company named Newstar. That's N-E-U-S-T-A-R. This is the technology company. The Clinton campaign used to spy on Trump. The only other campaign to ever use their services is the Biden campaign. The Biden campaign's payment, and this is again from the Washington Free Beacon, um, raises questions about whether Jaffe continued snooping on Trump in the most recent election. Um, they spent $18,819, September 2020 records show, according to public information. Okay, my take is there's got to be some accountability. There's total vindication for Trump in this space, but I do believe the hammer is about to fall. Durham's taking his time. He wants to do this right. Um, but 
there's the hammer's going to fall in terms of accountability. They've pierced the veil of legal protection, and there is more to come on this front. All right, sit tight. We've got a quick break. I've got more. Um, the Trump vindication clip will be up. I'll play that for you, and then we can get into the latest with the trucker Trudeau standoff up in Canada. Stay tuned. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms, high near 77. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 33. You're finally Friday, partly cloudy conditions, high near 52. Friday evening, mostly clear and cold, low around 27. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. Jenny King, the king of Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter. 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Put more room in your budget during the President's Sale at Miss Kelly's. Give your space the upgrade you need and save hundreds of dollars off our already low prices. Plus, when you finance for 60 months, there's no money down required, which means you can walk out without paying. And your payments are low. How about $3,000 in furniture and bedding for only $56 a month? Need it right away? Check out what's in stock and ready for you on MissKelly's.com. Live large on a small budget at Miss Kelly's President's Sale. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Nissan is investing $500 million to retool its assembly plant near Canton. This will allow for the assembly of two new electric vehicles at the plant, which currently operates two assembly lines and employs 5,000. The Japanese automaker is predicting that electric vehicles will make up 40% of its U.S. sales by 2030. In making the announcement this morning, Governor Tate Reeves said it's the government job to invest in their people. And make sure that we are all well trained, not for the jobs of the last 50 years, but for the jobs of the next 50 years. Fred Lambert, the editor-in-chief of Electric Magazine, told us that if we want to secure jobs in the automotive sector, we need to make sure our production facilities are converting to electric vehicle production as fast as possible. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFDINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day at 5 o'clock for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, they have the freshest lineup of 2022 SUVs in America, like Ford Escape, Ford Edge, or Ford Explorer, all named 2021 IIHS Top Safety Picks. The SUVs of the future weren't built for a few. They are built for America. Ford SUVs, see a Ford dealer near you and drive one today. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Attention, adoring fans. It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. My daddy spent his life looking up at the sky. He cussed, kicked the dust, saying, son, it's way too dry. The clouds up in the city, the weatherman complains. But where I come from, rain is a good thing. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Middays with me, guest host, Mandy Gunasegara, here on Super Talk Mississippi. We've had some really great back and forth on the ceasefire text line, so I'll just remind you, send me your thoughts and feedback at 601-879-4395. Remember, don't text and drive. Now, if you own or run a small business, can customers find your business online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. All right. Well, 
Um, my emails continue to be caught up, so we don't have the clips quite quite loaded up, but I'll continue to work on that. Nonetheless, um, there's a lot to be worked out in the Durham space. And at the end of the day, President Trump, on one of his exit interviews with 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl, you may recall, he brought up that one of the biggest scandals that they had ignored was the fact that his campaign was spied on and beyond that. And Leslie Stahl, um, during the interview, 60 Minutes, she interrupts him and, and says, no, um, actually, sir, this is 60 Minutes, and we don't have proof of that, so we can't report on it. I've With, got that audio. Do you? Okay. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, well, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, sir, they spied on my campaign, and they can got I, Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't well, verify. We won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. All right. Well, there's the vindication. All right. I'm glad you got that loaded up. Um, all right. Speaking of the truth, um, Truth Social, this is President Trump's social media platform. It's going to launch on Monday, President's Day, um, February 21st. And there was a recent tweet about this. Um, it was uh, Donald Trump Jr. still has his Twitter account. It's not yet been taken down miraculously. And uh, he put out one of the first um, messages from Truth Social. And uh, here's a quote from President Trump. Quote, get ready. Your favorite president will see you soon. Um, and so this was making the rounds. It started trending immediately on Twitter, despite their best efforts to keep him out of out and off of um, their their communication platform. But that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, I went ahead. You can um, if you've got the app store, you can pre order is what they say. I don't believe there's a cost, uh, but you can pre order it through the app store and have it downloaded. So when it is up and live, um, you'll be ready to go. All right, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about what's going on with the Canadian truckers. I mean, this is just a bad situation in terms of freedom and an authoritarian response. And typically, if I were talking about this, you know, I'd be thinking about a, a country that is on the other side of the world, um, maybe China, um, maybe maybe a derivative of the USSR. But no, it is our neighbors to the north in Canada. So really quick, just to set up for those of you who may not have been following this as closely, the Freedom Convoy, which is uh, described as a loose coalition of truckers protesting vaccine mandates and other COVID-19 restrictions, rolled into Ottawa, the Canadian nation's capital, in late January and is camped downtown since. Now, the protesters, they have congested parts of the city around Canada's seat of government on Parliament Hill while demanding a loosening of COVID-19 restrictions. Now, so far to this day, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has refused to meet with the truckers, instead employing increasingly hard-nosed political and legal tactics to try and break the protest. His latest movement, it came earlier this week, 
he started using something called the Emergency Act, which he recharacterized the protest, um, the, these very rightful, peaceful protests. Um, he recharacterized them as a, quote, illegal occupation. And under the expanded authorities granted to him under the Emergency Act, the Canadian government has extreme powers for 30 days. He's been going after the funding of the protesters, um, some from U.S. citizens, and freezing accounts based on, quote, suspicion. And he's not just going after the the protesters themselves, which is problematic to begin with. He's going after people who have donated. Um, there was actually, I, this is a, a side article, but there was someone who was actually working for the ca- Canadian government. She donated $100 to the protests. And when they found out, because the site that was carrying these donations was hacked, and then the information of who donated was publicly released. There was a name of an individual working in the parliament. She lost her job um, just for donating to a cause, a rightful cause, which she believes in. And so it's really getting out of control. And it's also important to know that this law that Justin Trudeau is using, it was created to fight terrorism. And it's literally been transformed in Canada to quash domestic dissent. This is such a dangerous path. And, and we've seen elements of this in this country, but nothing as extreme and bad as what's going on in Canada. Now, this has lent itself to some off-color back and forth in the Canadian Parliament. If you've ever watched, it's similar to how they do it in um, in the, the British Parliament, where the Prime Minister actually shows up, and they do a bit of a back and forth. Um, but in Parliament... Uh, the the latest interaction was entailing Justin Trudeau trying to undermine the credibility of the conservative members of par- parliament, and he tried to define them as, quote, standing with people who wave swastikas. Now, this is an offensive statement. This is a move that isn't surprising um, when folks don't have good arguments on the merits of the situation. They often try to undermine the credibility of who they're talking to. The problem is the con- the particular conservative member of parliament or MP that Justin Trudeau was responding to uh, was one of the few Jewish members of the members of parliament. And so it's offensive to begin with, but then she was rightfully very offended and, and made that point. Um, in true Canadian fashion, she's asked for an apology. She may actually get it um, because that tends to be what they do. But, you know, outside of the offensive statements coming from Justin Trudeau, who him saying those things is just indicative of of the lack of confidence he has in his position because it's not based on merits. Um, it's not based on any meaningful assessment of the situation. And if he would just meet with the truckers, it's not like they're asking for anything crazy. It's not like they're wreaking havoc and burning down buildings or actually engaging in violent actions and harming people in the surrounding area. They're simply asking for him to to relax the vaccine mandates, um, something that as a trucker, when you're in your cabin, um, you're not really exposed to anybody. So it doesn't make sense to begin with. But they're asking questions about, you know, what is the path back to normalcy? When are these mandates actually going to end? They're not getting any real answers. Um, and I, I wouldn't expect you to get them. You know, they're just trying to villainize those who disagree. It's really frustrating to see um, to, to see them use these 
powers designed to fight terrorism going after their own citizens. Now, not only is Justin Trudeau turning into a tyrannical authoritarian leader, um, but he's out of touch with the majority of the people in Canada. Going back to the funds that have since been freezed, but um, millions of dollars have been raised, and these the, these funds have come from U.S. citizens and Canadian citizens, and it's all from low-dollar donors. So the important takeaway is that the majority of the people support this type of uh, or support these protests. Um, maybe they don't agree with all the tactics, but they certainly support the ability of people to protest their government and and push back in ways that matter. And as a citizen of that country, they should rightfully be able to engage in. So, you know, we'll see what ultimately comes of this. We'll stay on top of it. It really is heartbreaking. First, they tried to paint paint these folks as, um, you know, just a small fringe group. Then they're trying to make them out like um, they're racist, and now they're trying to turn them into terrorism. This is a playbook we've seen play out in this country and unfortunately is going on in Canada. But that is all I've got on the latest Trucker Trudeau standoff. Stay tuned. We've got a quick break, and then I'll give a parent update, what we're getting with regard to more information of the impact of masks on children in education and some of the other COVID policies. Stick around. We'll be back with more on Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boy Honda. You probably know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry. But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams. Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want. Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV. Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily. Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda. Let's give you a deal. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. 
I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is a Midday Agri-Market Report. Kevin Shea, USDA Safest Administrator, warns state agriculture directors there is a high risk of more H5N1 highly pathogenic avian influenza or bird flu after a handful of cases hit commercial flocks in Indiana and Kentucky. The USDA is cautioning producers to do everything they can to tighten biosecurity measures on the farm. After a commercial turkey flock was reported as infected last week in Indiana, the USDA followed up with a report Monday of a commercial broiler flock in Kentucky and a backyard flock in Virginia. Shea said USDA is monitoring of wild birds has led to a high volume of cases of H5N1 strain found among migratory birds this year. Acknowledged there will likely be more cases in commercial flocks of migratory birds beginning to move through their normal late winter and spring travel. I'm Dixie Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Lovely day. I wish it were a lovely day. It's about to, uh, haven't been outside since I came in the studio, but, uh, I think the sky's about to crack open. Uh, it's not going to be so lovely out there. All right. Well, welcome back, folks. I'm guest host Mandy Gunasekera here on Middays. It's Super Talk Mississippi. And I just want to give a little bit of a parent update. All right. Um, I'm a parent. I've got kids in the school system. And again, thankfully in Mississippi, we've mostly been protected from really tyrannical COVID policies that have negatively impacted children. The more and more information we get, the more and more nationally we realize how bad some of these policies have been and continue to be. But there is a little bit of good news that uh, Rhino just found that you're not going to hear from the administration, but you you hear it from us here at SuperDoc. Yeah, it seems like, uh, according to Johns Hopkins University and the data they've been collecting, we've seen a precipitous drop in the number of COVID cases, down almost half, down 42% in the last week. And due to the number of infections, the number of those that have been vaccinated and boosted and all that fun stuff, 
about 75%, the number they give is 73% of Americans are now immune to the Omicron variant. And we've now also been told that if you have immunity from the Omicron variant, you likely have immunity to other variants. So that means three out of four people are immune to this thing now. Well, that's great. I feel like we've reached that herd immunity threshold that was really discussed at the beginning of the COVID conversation, but then some point dwindled, dwindled for one reason or another. All right. Well, that's great news. Um, what needs to follow is policy action. So while people may be immune from the virus, they are not quite immune from the lingering bad policies in certain areas around the country. And there's more revealing information about how harmful school closures um, are to children and how harmful masks have been. And even with all this information that continues to come out, unequivocal information that there's these negative consequences, which I'll get into in just a little bit. We heard it was just yesterday or day before yesterday, but recently with this this week, you had um, one of the senior advisors on the COVID-19 task force at the White House still recommending children constantly wear masks at school. Okay, not only is there scant evidence for how effective force masking is, um, there's a growing consensus that it impedes kids' learning. Now, I've been talking about this for a long time. Again, studies come out that verify things. If you just take a look around, uh, you can use your common sense and you can deduce for yourself. But nonetheless, the science is starting to catch up um, on things a lot of us has known for a while, a while. But a child psychiatrist from Johns Hopkins has been warning that students are falling behind in school due to forced masking. Forced masking affects learning and development, particularly for our youngest learners, and provides little discernible benefit. Um, speech therapists are reporting as high as 364% increase in referrals of babies and toddlers that are speech-delayed. This is heartbreaking. I mean, this is if they're still that young, I have a cousin and, a, and an aunt who are speech um, therapists. And so, you know, they, they can do really great things and fix them, but they shouldn't be there anyway. This is, this is self-caused because of policies that have very little benefit but have very significant consequences. Um, even, even more concerning is deaf and hard of hearing children have experienced significantly hampered uh, word recognition because of masks. Okay. Some places are starting to lift mask mandates. Um, Like I started out with, it'd be hard not to after the Super Bowl showed endless celebrities and blue check marks, uh, also known as our moral superiors. Did you know that, Rano? Um, They they are much better than we are. I just saw several pictures of the the mayor. Is that the guy that said he holds his breath whenever he takes his mask off for a picture? And he must have broken some sort of record for holding his breath. Totally. I think he did it for the entire game. Uh, Yeah. He was maskless. All the celebrities were. Uh, They were flaunting their face in L.A. County, which, like I said earlier, was ground zero for tyrannical COVID requirements. Now, these are starting to be lifted, which is great. But here's something that hasn't really been covered as far as like the impacts. And maybe I'm sensitive this, to this because of my work in the Office of Air and Radiation. Um, but uh, a study w- has recently come back in the limelight assessing the levels of CO2 exposure in children. It turns out that within three minutes of children wearing masks, they are exposed to levels of carbon dioxide that far exceed any 
healthy level. Just to put some some color on that from a data perspective, average carbon dioxide volume in child's breath is 0.4%. The maximum healthy level is 0.2%. Youngest children in the study assessed age six were recording around 1.7% carbon levels. Um, and there were some that were recorded as 12 times the healthy level. Okay, we've got to get kids out of masks. Most of Mississippi has done that. But we've got to support our friends and neighbors and communities across this country that are still held to these dangerous COVID policies. All right, folks, stick around. We've got a really exciting interview coming up with Dennis Porter. He's going to catch us up on the latest in the crypto space. Uh, This has been a topic of conversation in the Canadian trucker situation, but there's a lot more to it. Um, Stick around and stay tuned. We'll have that interview up for you when we get back. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says his sense is that the Russian military will invade Ukraine within the next several days. Secretary of State Antony Blinken tells the United Nations Security Council The Russian government can announce today, with no qualification, equivocation, or deflection, that Russia will not invade Ukraine. State it clearly. State it plainly to the world. The number two American diplomat in Russia, the embassy's deputy chief, Bart Gorman, has been expelled. Busloads of police officers are in downtown Ottawa, and truckers protesting coronavirus rules in Canada are for a second day being handed written warnings to leave. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tells Parliament... Some protesters came to Ottawa to express their frustration and fatigue with public health measures, and that's their right. But that the protests blocking traffic and border crossings are illegal and dangerous. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A huge announcement from Governor Tate Reeves. Nissan is investing $500 million to retool its assembly plant near Canton. This will allow for the assembly of two new electric vehicles there. They currently operate two assembly lines and employ 5,000. A Japanese automaker predicts that electric vehicles will make up 40% of U.S. sales by 2030. Reeves says it's the government's job to invest in their people. And make sure that we are all well trained not for the jobs 
of the last 50 years, but for the jobs of the next 50 years. Fred Lambert, the editor-in-chief of Electric Magazine, told us if we want to secure jobs in the automotive sector, we need to make sure our production facilities are converting to electric production as quickly as possible. I'm Kelly Bennett. The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Amazon is pushing back the opening of their distribution center in Madison County. The tech giant announced plans for a third fulfillment center in Mississippi 15 months ago. It's expected to bring a 1,000 full-time jobs to the area, the opening now being delayed to sometime between July and September. If you play Mississippi Match 5, you're going to want to check your ticket. Someone won over $500,000 Tuesday night, and they have yet to claim the money. That ticket was sold at a Ramey's in Poplarville. Another lucky player matched four out of five white balls in Wednesday's Powerball drawing. That means they win 50000 That ticket was bought at Spring Mark in Fulton. And Friday's Mega Millions jackpot is up to $64 million. Saturday's Powerball, $31 million. And the jackpot for tonight's Mississippi Match 5 drawing is at 50000 I'm Kelly Bennett. Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. Gallo Show will start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
All right. Welcome back and good official afternoon. We are in the noon hour. I'm Mandy Gunasay, Greg guest host for Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm very excited about our next guest, which I will get into in just a minute, but I'm going to pitch it over to Rhino really quick to just give a quick, very important weather update for our listeners in Yazoo City area. Yeah, as the day goes on, you might hear more and more of us jumping in and letting you know about potential severe weather or severe weather warnings, but uh, right now, the only thing to be aware of is if you are in Yazoo City or anywhere southwest of Yazoo City, there is a storm cell that looks to be strengthening and is starting to look like it's going to rotate with a potential wall cloud. So keep your head on a swivel and be aware around Yazoo City there is the potential for tornadic activity. All right. Thank you for that, Rhino. And uh, just want our listeners to stay safe out there. All right. Now shifting gears a little bit. I'm very excited to have our next guest with us, Dennis Porter, who's the host of a new and very informative podcast called Smart People sh asterisk t um through this podcast he works to explore bitcoin as a technology and as a tool to help reshape society for the good dennis welcome to the show mandy thank you so much for having me on yeah so look mississippi is on the cusp of getting on the bitcoin train um, this session, one of our senators introduced three bills aimed at creating a framework for individuals and businesses who wish to transact and hold Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. We don't necessarily have to get into the specifics of that, but just from your perspective, you've been involved in this from the very beginning. Can you talk about the benefit for states that are willing to go out of their way to create a, a welcoming, so to speak, environment for Bitcoin transactions as well as other cryptocurrencies? Definitely. Yeah. States have a really unique opportunity right now to go after Bitcoin business and Bitcoin industry. It's very similar to how the tech industry, the auto industry started up at one point in this country. We have the ability for these individual states to attract Bitcoin and crypto business to their state. And that will bring in opportunities, that will bring in jobs, and it'll help to boost the local economy and boost the local tax base. I think that Mississippi is really set up now because of these bills that were introduced by Senator Josh Harkins, which is a you know really forward-thinking guy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's fun to be on the front end of a trend. Um, you know, you're, you're Oregon, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm over here in Oregon trying to do the same thing. Yeah, that's great. It's really great. But it, it's fun to be on the front end of these trends in terms of um, local regulation and policies. And so on that, you've made the point before, and I think this is important to dig into just a little bit, that Bitcoin doesn't necessarily need laws to protect it, um, but friendly regulations and legislation can help attract the capital and industry, like you just mentioned. Also protect the people and businesses that engage in its use um, at the local level. Could could you just talk about that a little bit more? Because there is this, there's some in the Bitcoin, folks here from those in the Bitcoin industry that um, it's beyond the law, right? There's this decentralized aspect. They don't necessarily need that type of protection. But talk about the importance of, um, you know, having having a defined and clear infrastructure that enables its use at the local level. Definitely. It's, it's extremely important, I think, for people to realize that even though Bitcoin is purely digital money, it does have a couple of links to the real world. 
One of those links is Bitcoin mining, and the other is us, the users. We are the ones using this technology. And both of us live inside the meat space. We live in the real physical world, from Bitcoin mining and the users. And so that's why it's really important to enact laws that can help protect the users and protect the miners from government regulation, taxing, and banning. We saw what happened in China. They banned the Bitcoin miners and they left the country. That same thing could happen here if we're not very careful about the steps that we take moving forward. So it's my mission in life to make sure that every state in this country moves towards this direction, ignores what the federal government wants to do. We don't need to listen to them. We don't need their permission. We can move forward. And that's why I'm pushing for states to protect Bitcoin mining, specifically proof of work mining, and also to pass legal tender on a statewide basis. Yeah, and, you know, you've linked into a lot, and I do want to get into um, a tool that you've recently created here in just a little bit, but I, I one of the things you've talked a lot about is how um, access to cryptocurrency and use of Bitcoin will become a single-issue voter block in modern American history. Could you add a little bit more color to this? What do you mean by it, and how does this stand to impact politics in the future? Yeah, so we can already see this playing out today. There is massive amounts of money being put into the midterms. I think that that number is only going to increase. When it comes down to it, Bitcoiners uh, and Bitcoin itself will have a massive impact on society. One of the biggest problems that we face today in this country and across the world is the way that we treat our money and the debasement and the inflation that comes from you know the federal government that is currently controlled by Joe Biden. So. Bitcoin protects us from that, and because of that, it's going to have a massive impact downstream. It's going to help protect people's savings. It's going to help protect their wages. It's going to help provide a better future for people. Um, but a lot of the issues we face in society are downstream of the way we treat money. And so the reason why I classify myself as a single-issue voter is because I feel like Bitcoin is such an important issue because it broadens out and, and protects and improves on most of the major kitchen table issues that Americans worry about most today. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, one of his issues that's really been taking center stage is Bitcoin's energy use. There was a congressional hearing a couple weeks ago at the Energy and Commerce Committee. And um, and that was really interesting because it was set up to basically be a knock on Bitcoin technology. But if you watched it, the outcome, broadly speaking, Republicans and Democrats was actually very supportive of the the industry itself and then there was a lot of important context um with regard to the energy use and the amount that the network actually does use but you've even raised a, a better point you have uh i was looking at your tweets recently and you had a take making the point that energy innovation has been stifled for decades and proof of work fixes this could you talk a little bit about what what you mean by that and and what are these opportunities with regard to really taking energy innovation to the next level. Yeah. Put, to put it simply, Bitcoin mining is a business in search of the cheapest form of energy and a way to use that energy as efficiently as possible. And because of that, there is going to be new innovation, new research and development put into creating new energy assets that will deliver cheaper, cleaner, more affordable, more abundant energy than ever before. There's, there's charts all over the place. You can go look this up on the Internet. It's a pretty easy to find that the more energy that we create as a society, the better the human condition gets. And so I think that Bitcoin mining will lead us to a world where we have incredible amounts of cheap, clean, renewable, abundant energy. And that's going to have a massive impact 
on society as a whole. And it's all going to be because of Bitcoin mining. And, and there's some Bitcoin mining that's taking place in Mississippi today. And I hope that Mississippi decides to take this seriously and decide to look into it and say, you know, we need to encourage these Bitcoin miners to come to our state. Instead of trying to fight the future, instead of trying to resist the direction that we're going to go inevitably, we should jump in front of everybody else. Jump in front of the coastal elites, jump in front of the federal government, jump in front of other countries and bring and attract them by maybe doing some sort of tax incentive, maybe some sort of program where they bring more jobs to the city and to the states of Mississippi. I think that's such sound advice. Um, now, you and I are both fans. There's a lot of folks in the state that are fans of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, see the potential, but not everyone is. Um, and I believe the root of this is either a lack of fundamental understanding of what's the point or just buying into some misinformation. I don't know if you caught this yesterday, but three prominent senators, Senator Risch, uh, Menendez, and Cassidy, uh, two Republicans, one Democrat, introduced a bill called the Accountability for Cryptocurrency in El Salvador Act, requiring the State Department um, to essentially do a report on El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin and to come up with a plan to mitigate potential risk to the U.S. financial system. Um, now, Senator Cassidy, who's from Louisiana, a neighboring state of ours, he had a statement that said, quote, El Salvador recognizing Bitcoin as an official currency opens the door for money laundering cartels and undermines U.S. interests. Now, to me, this just reeks of misinformation. Could you just tell us, respond to that statement and then also tell us what is this tool you've created to help individuals who have this knowledge and experience able to directly connect with leaders who may have bought into some of the misinformation that's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just a real strong misunderstanding on the part of our sitting senators. I'm not sure it's meant to be a a direct attack on Bitcoin, but ultimately they're questioning the sovereignty of El Salvador. And I think that El Salvador needs to push back on this. I'm pushing back on it. I'm giving people a tool that you talked about, which gives them an opportunity to call their senators and call their elected officials and let them know that they're not going to stand for this. So that tool was developed originally to push Bitcoin legal tender, but now I'm also using it for a broader set of issues. But yes, um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. People need to look up and do research on Bitcoin before they start enacting laws on it. That's absolutely right. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us. Our time is up for now. appreciate the time I had with you. This conversation will continue, and I look forward to collaborating with you on a couple of related projects. Um, have a great rest of your day, and for our listeners, stay tuned. We'll have more after the break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms, high near 77. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 33. You're finally Friday, partly cloudy conditions, high near 52. Friday evening, mostly clear and cold, low around 27. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Have you worked at the same company for multiple years? Always on time, doing what's expected. You were told when you were hired, there was a chance to move up the ladder, but it never happened. Ace Bolton Screw Company, locally owned and operated since 1969, are looking to hire multiple warehouse techs with opportunity to move up the ladder. Competitive pay, full-time employment, and benefits are available. To apply, email hr at acebolt.net. 
Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Before you open your doors each day, ask yourself one question. Is my building clean and healthy for my customers and employees? If you trust Janet King, the king of clean, then you know the answer. Yes! We've been cleaning and disinfecting this area for almost 35 years. Our local franchise owners make this happen every day because, like you, they live, eat, shop, work, and pray in these same local buildings. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanetKingCleans.com. That's JanetKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the show. This is Middays, and I'm Mandy Gunasegara, guest host here at Super Talk Mississippi. Rhino's leading in, leading us in with a very chill moment, a shine from Collective Soul. That kind of takes me back a little bit. Great song. I do have an update on that storm cell we were watching headed for Yazoo City. It appears to be just about in line directly west of Yazoo City at the moment, and there is a tornado warning. Uh, the indication is that it's headed right for Eden. So if you're in the Yazoo City area, specifically Eden, take shelter now. There is a tornado warning. All right, folks, stay safe out there, and we will keep you updated as we get more reports of the hairy weather situation out there right now. Now, there is a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Uh, just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm backslash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in our great state. Now, 
Rane, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I know we had a bit of a dense conversation just a second ago on cryptocurrency, and there were some questions about it coming in from the text line, which I'll uh, I'll get to. I promise. Um, let's switch, switch gears to something we all understand. Have you been watching much of the Olympics as they've been going on? Very little. I've seen highlights and bits and pieces, but I've made it a point not to tune in live. Yeah, it's kind of hard live, um, or hard to tune in live. Or at least tape delayed. Yeah, for sure. The only reason I've really been paying attention, my son is very much into sports and recently read about the Olympic Games, and so he's all about it. Do you have a favorite sport, winter sport? Uh, in the Winter Olympics, I would have to say I respect the athletes the most that compete in the biathlon because I understand at least part of that winter sport. Growing up and being raised in Mississippi, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to bobsledding or <laughs> luging or skiing or anything like that. But I did have exposure to shooting sports and target shooting. So if if I do tune in, I'll tune in for the biathlon because those guys and girls have to cross-country ski, which is incredibly difficult and to the point I haven't tried it. <laughs> but then they have to stop, collect themselves, slow down their breathing, find their, their center, and take aim with a rifle that they've carried with them. They get scored on their shooting. They get scored on their time skiing. But I can at least understand, all right, that that's hard enough to do when you're just sitting still to get everything right and get it on target, let alone after you've just skied for miles. So that's one that because I don't have a whole lot of exposure to the winter games and, and the sports that they do, I can at least respect those those athletes. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you. Uh, the few times I've gone skiing and had to go on a catwalk where you essentially slow down and you have to kind of skate like they do. I mean, I felt like my heart's going to beat out of my chest because not only does it take an immense amount of energy, you're at these extremely high levels of elevation. So the oxygen saturation in the surrounding atmosphere is low compared to you know, what we're used to, certainly in Mississippi, but most places short of living in the mountains. Yeah, I have high, I have high respect for that, too. I'd have to say my favorite sport, uh, you could probably, probably predictable in this. It's the ice skating. Um, and unfortunately, it's been clouded a little bit by Russian doping or, or use of performance enhancing substances. Well, the whole Olympics has been a little tainted with Russia and their... I understand that it was a state-sponsored program, so they're punishing the state in charge. But if you're an athlete that was involved in the state-sponsored drugging, then shouldn't the athlete also get in trouble? If you're an athlete that can be free and clear, yeah, go ahead and compete under the international flag. You don't get to do it for your country, but you still get to compete at the highest level. But if you are tied in to doping and you're from a country that's being banned for doping how the heck do you get to still compete especially when you look back just a year ago wasn't it an american sprinter that got kicked out of the olympics for testing hot on a drug test yeah no it was different drugs but it's still similar it's a it's an illegal substance so it's either are they going to take action because an illegal substance shows up it's either yes or no it shouldn't matter the surrounding circumstances or at least that's what they told us um, with regard to our sprinter who was pushed out of the Olympics. So it's so frustrating how, 
you know, it, it comes off as hypocritical when they don't apply the rules evenly to everyone. And it seems like Russia continues to get some free pass despite both state sponsored. But as you rightfully said, there's some degree of athlete acceptance. You still are an individual. You can make these decisions. So, you know, the, the, the in the ice skating space, um, you may have seen Camilla Valieva. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but I'm just going to go with the Mississippi pronunciation. Um, she is the top female ice skater in the world. She's won a lot of global competitions, was expected to grab gold. She tested positive for um, performance-enhancing drugs, and the Olympic Committee, despite that, cleared her to skate. Now, one of the things in this Olympics, it's not always the case, but in this Olympics, there's been a lot of commentary, and I usually don't like the commentary, but in the ice skating, they have two pretty entertaining um, hosts. You have Johnny Ware and Tara Lipinski. Have you, have you ever seen any of their commentary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very colorful, to say the least, but... Um, they were very upset with Camilla Valieva's green light, essentially, from the Olympic Committee to be able, able to skate. And they had a real moment of not really having a lot to say after she, she did stumble in one of her performances. And she ultimately was not on the podium. But it's crazy. Not only did they green light her to skate which was offensive for people like Tara Lipinski and Johnny Ware and anyone who really tries to um, protect their sport and compete at the absolute highest levels that we recognize globally. Um, but they were going to change the ceremony that if she did, in fact, win, they weren't going to do a medal ceremony. They were just going to give the athletes torches as they continue to go through some sort of uh continued process, whether it's an appeal of the decision or whatnot. Now, despite all that, she ultimately came in fourth. She's not on, she's not going to be in this ceremony. And so they will move forward with a traditional ceremony, but it's just frustrating that they get this free pass. Um, And also, I just have to say this before I move on. Um, The performance enhancing drugs that they found the skater's response was that she mixed up some of her supplements with her grandfather's heart medication. And not only is that highly suspect, um, because never in my life have I ever mixed up any supplements with the medicines that other members of my family are taking, but the test, it wasn't just a single um, substance. It was three different substances. And so this is indicative of a highly sophisticated formula, if you will, um, that she was taking. And yes, it is heart medication, but the effects of this heart medication are performance-enhancing characteristics where you have uh, reduced fatigue and um, you can really push yourself in terms of endurance. So it, it's just been a little bit of uh, a gray cloud, if you will, on a sport that Traditionally, I love following and, and love seeing. Um, now, the girl's talented. You can't take that away from her, but you got to compete on a fair level, uh, on, on a, a, a level playing field. Um, now, speaking of Russia, let's take this back to politics really quick. Um, I keep looking at, we've got the Fox Business Channel on here in the studio, and they keep showing pictures of 
a situation that is really deteriorating at the Ukraine border. Um, you've got Biden's latest foreign policy disaster, where essentially they're on the brink of war. Um, Ukraine is on the brink of war with Russia because of continued Russian aggression, despite the fact that Russia released to the UN, a UN body that's met to actually look into this. Those deliberations are going on today. Russia sent in footage that, hey, nothing to see here. Um, we're, we're actually backing down, um, with regards to the buildup along the border. It's all good. UN, you don't have to worry. That's actually not true. But as U.S. citizens, like, how did we get here? How did we get to this point? I mean, very quickly, um, Biden has projected weakness, not only with domestic policies, but internationally. And that has consequences for our foreign standing. Um, from day one, he's spent months emboldening Russia and Putin. And his weakness has really created this latest foreign policy disaster. Um, you know, in, and it's just... We can't win. We can't win with Biden as the presidency. Unfortunately, he's the one in charge and um, he's going to be the one who has to try and deter Russia from doing what they're doing to Ukraine. All right. Real quick, we do have an update. There yeah. is a radar-confirmed tornado on the ground. It looks like it has just passed over Lexington, and it is headed for West Mississippi. So be aware. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel and take cover if you can. Be safe out there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll have more. Stay tuned. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong! It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future our staff is ready to get you approved today 100 credit approval is our number one goal bring us your trade we'll give you top dollar for it so come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at mazda of jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 i-55 frontage road north in jackson call 991-2222 today mazdaofjackson.com see dealer for details with critical select models at green home solutions we make air better Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. 
Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A huge announcement from Governor Tate Reeves. Nissan is investing $500 million to retool its assembly plant near Canton. This will allow for the assembly of two new electric vehicles there. They currently operate two assembly lines and employ 5,000. A Japanese automaker predicts that electric vehicles will make up 40% of U.S. sales by 2030. Reeves says it's the government's job to invest in their people and make sure that we are all well trained not for the jobs of the last 50 years but for the jobs of the next 50 years Fred Lambert, the editor-in-chief of Electric Magazine, told us if we want to secure jobs in the automotive sector, we need to make sure our production facilities are converting to electric production as quickly as possible. I'm Kelly Bennett no other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3, on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love me do, I think it wasn't from there. It didn't take him long. All right, welcome back to Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasaker, a guest host today 
here on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, you can get just about every Super Talk Mississippi show on your favorite podcast app. The Gallo Show, Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Good Things, Sports Talk Mississippi, along with many favorites like Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, The Eagle Hour, and many more Super Talk Mississippi podcasts are available. Just search for Super Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's really, as I travel across the state, I love the podcast app because as I'm going through some of the various reach areas, it's just constant, uninterrupted uh, line of content of what is coming from this station. Okay, Rhino, do you have a weather update before we get into a few other news items? Yeah, the uh, area of rotation that we're seeing on radar does appear to be continuing again the affected area is the eden to lexington area of the magnolia states if you draw a straight line from eden which is just north of yazoo city to the community of lexington that's what's in the most danger right now so if you're listening in those areas please be in a safe space an interior room or a basement if you've got one because there apparently is a tornado on the ground it is a pretty nasty-looking rotation on the radar right there at Eden at this moment, headed for Lexington. All right, folks, stay safe out there, and we will keep you updated as information uh, comes in regarding this weather. Um, now, shifting gears not too far from that area, um, the, the Nissan plant out in Canton, uh, we had an announcement today. Now, has the governor actually officially given the announcement, Rhino? I believe the announcement has been made. If not, it is right around the corner. I know it was scheduled for sometime today. Well, even whether whether he's officially said it or not, we know essentially what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that there's a uh, huge investment coming to the Nissan plant um, with regard to electric vehicles and that they will be um, investing in manufacturing what will ultimately become 40% of their sales or manufacturing output. I'm not yeah, sure. it looks like the announcement was made about 30 minutes ago. So, yeah, Got it. breaking news. Breaking news uh, from from our very own governor about um, investing in this new technology um, here at the Nissan plant. Now, I really wanted to touch on this because it actually has a correlation to the Build Back Better Um First of all, thank goodness that legislation ultimately did not get through. Um, that was the, the, the good work of Senator Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. But there were provisions in the Build Back Better bill that they wanted to limit, um, certain tax credits that go to the building and sales of electric vehicles to only go to companies that use exclusively union labor. Um, now, this is controversial because places like Mississippi, a right-to-work state, where they're, uh, I believe this is the case, the majority of the workers are not unionized, they would have been undercutting investments by the company um, to invest in electric vehicle manufacturing and build out, which is consistent with other priorities of this administration, but they would have undercut some of the financial incentives. Um, and specifically, when you buy an electric vehicle, you can get, I believe it's a $7,500 tax credit, but they were going to limit that only to vehicles that were manufactured exclusively with union labor, which would have, would have been a big um, and unfair handout 
to the big three um, that are based in other states and pretty much use exclusively exclusive union labor. So that is a provision. Just know that it's in the Build Back Better. That has essentially been appropriately placed on the back burner. But in the event it comes up, in its entirety or provisions of it come up, um, we've got to pay attention to that. And I know that our senators will uh, work to protect the interests of the state and especially companies as they're going along with these types of investments and make sure that those investments are realized, um, you know, in the way that uh, other companies get to reap the benefits of investments in electric vehicle manufacturing and, and the build out. Okay, speaking of Mississippi, there's been a couple of movement on bills. Um, I've certainly been following um, that I just want to highlight too really quickly. So SB 2113 from Senator Michael McClendon. This is uh, pushes back against the presence of critical race theory in our classrooms and reaffirms that no school will teach that any individual is inherently superior, inferior based on sex, religion, ethnicity, religion, or national origin. Um, now, this bill continues to progress, and it is an important step in standing up and defending foundational American principles and making sure that our children aren't being educated to view people either by the color of their skin or falling into some class of oppressor versus oppressed. Um, so I'm excited about movement on that bill. The other one is House Bill 1510 from Representative Brent Powell that seeks to strengthen the integrity of our elections by pushing back on the investment of external dollars, seeking to impact our elections, ensuring that non-citizens are not voting, and more. This is important because we saw an influx of outside corporate dollars. You've heard me mention and maybe in other mediums mentioned Zuckerbucks, but basically corporations um, funding the surrounding infrastructure of voting uh, to try and change the outcome. Um, so it's good to see that our legislators are taking proactive um, actions to uh, protect Mississippi from falling into those traps. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. I'm very excited about that. Okay. Um, Rana, were we able to get the, uh, the, the links uploaded or at least one of them? Okay. Oh yeah. All right. So, um, Speaking of tall tales uh, from our president, you wonder why we're in such dire straits when it comes to our international standing. Well, he can't seem to remember where he is. He can't seem to remember uh, what's actually going on around him. And he certainly can't remember the ending to lies he has previously, or maybe I should say stories, um, stories he's, he has previously stated. Here's one example, and I'll explain it. I got a call one night. A woman said to me, obviously not in the same persuasion as I was politically, called me and said, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called the county? He said, yes, they're not here. And I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. So I went over I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. Okay, well, uh, kind of a random story. Not sure where he was going with that. Um, but, Rhino, as you pointed out this morning, he said the same story to the same group. Was it about a year ago? Yeah, it was uh, actually in December of 2020. So just a little over a year ago, he told this same exact group this same story but it had a different ending because the ending he told that time was that he did the 
civic duty and went over there in a pickup truck and removed the dog himself that night. Hmm, interesting. Well, we'll never know um, unless any journalists become interested and try to track down this person. But, um, you know, it's probably just not true. When you start telling so many lies, you can't remember what's truth or separate fact from fiction to the extent there is any degree of that. Um, you know, and uh, we've seen this time and again. You saw the president, um, he's lied about his credentials. Remember Corn Pop, a uh, famous character from his childhood? We've, we've yet to learn whether Corn Pop actually existed. And then this morning, Paul um, actually mentioned another recent story where uh, Biden was recapping his father's purported frustration with the child tax credit, something that used to make his father so angry. The problem is that the child tax credit didn't exist until 1997. At that point, Biden was 54 years old. Uh, so hopefully his father wasn't still claiming him as a dependent and seeking some sort of tax credit or tax benefit. Um, but it just kind of goes to show you it's it, it, all these stories from the president. Um, and he just makes makes them up. Um, tall tale after tall tale. And it's in areas that don't matter. It makes you wonder when it comes to things that actually do matter, um, who's making the decisions and where he's getting his information from. It's no, it's no surprise that his approval has fallen to abysmal numbers. It's at 34%. His approval rating is at 34%. Um, and a lot of this is because the American public has caught on to the negative consequences of bad policy after bad policy. And not only that, there's been no real accountability either by him or any of the senior uh, officials in his administration taking accountability and then actually trying to do something about these negative consequences, um, whether it's the cost of energy, the cost of inflation, um, or a, a continuation of um, the the situation in Ukraine and Russia spiraling out of control. Instead, you see them trying to blame folks for problems that they have created. It's no surprise that his approval rating continues to fall. All right, folks. Well, um, stick around. We've got our final segment coming up after the break, a little bit lighter news. So stay tuned, and I'll see you in just a few minutes. I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. 
When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Tax refund? Spend it on something you really need. A set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center. With each and every Gateway Tire purchase comes free flat repairs, free rotations, free road hazard, and free tire balancing. Plus, with four locations near you, we'll make sure you and your new Kenda tires are back on the road fast. If you need mechanical repairs, visit your Jackson or Yazoo City Gateway Tire for brake work, AC tune-up, suspension service, and so much more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart-term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Cedar. Plus Bad Flower. Non-point. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Whatever
Welcome back to our final segment today here on Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasekara, guest host at Supertalk Mississippi. Um, now, Rhino, before I get into the many ways our listeners can listen, watch, and follow, can you give us an update on the weather situation? Yeah, good news about that nasty little supercell that was hanging out northeast of Eden and headed towards Lexington. The rotation appears to have limited itself, and now you just have to worry about straight-line winds. There is a severe thunderstorm warning for Atala County. I believe there were, yeah, Atala, Carroll, and Holmes counties are under severe thunderstorm warning until 1.30. And I believe they just announced, yes, a severe thunderstorm warning has been issued for Holmes, Carroll, and Atala counties. That'll be until 1.30. And uh, right now, nothing tornadic to be worried about. There are some updraft maps that make it look like we could have a long afternoon as far as weather, but... uh yeah, the the one silver lining on any time we have any kind of weather I have to pay attention to is I always learn a little bit more about the Magnolia State's geography. And I was not aware that we have a Crumrod, Mississippi, but a severe thunderstorm was located near Crumrod or 10 miles south of a lane moving northeast at 65 miles an hour. So that's... That's what we're seeing today is all these storms are getting a whole lot of energy from the wind moving up from the Gulf Coast and bumping into this front. And that wind from the Gulf Coast is right around 50 miles an hour. So, yeah, keep your head on a swivel, be weather aware, and stay tuned in for more weather updates as we move along. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do our part to give you the information to help you stay safe. I am really interested. I wonder if any of our listeners know the history behind Crumrod. It's just an interesting name. I feel like... All the driving I've done, I would have seen it, but I'm I'm like you. Um, that one has escaped me. All right, well, you can listen to Middays with Gerard Gibbert on supertalk.fm and the Supertalk Mississippi app. The best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station anywhere across the state. You can also watch Supertalk TV on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, C Spire TV and YouTube. And also don't forget social media, Twitter, keep up with everything on super talk Mississippi by following us on Twitter. Just search for at super talk on Twitter. Okay. Right now, um, I know Rebecca was talking about this is small acts of kindness day. Um, it is also another day. Uh, it's called my way day. Did you <laughs> I did not know that my way day. Yeah, my way day. So uh, if if uh, if you want to do what you want, today's the day to do it. And if you want to do what you want, it happens to be an act of kindness, then you can just combine both of these days into one action. Now, while the history of my way day is unclear, um, it is believed to have been inspired by key events in the world happening because someone had a bold idea and they weren't afraid to go through with it. All right, so just for today, ignore society's expectations and let your eyed run free um, out. All right, um, I'm also going to take a little personal liberty and say that today's a special day in the Gunasekara household. It is my husband's 40th birthday. Aha! Yeah, so happy birthday to Surya. Um, it's a big one, and tomorrow is... He's now officially old, right? Yeah, I think so. It's over the hill, right? It's, it's over the hill, or what? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> the, the hill keeps flattening out a little bit, you know? And we'll see. He may not appreciate that I, I share the age, but um, I'm excited for him. Um, it's it's a great day. We're celebrating um, in, in our household. All right. 
Do you or have you watched Yellowstone? Have you watched that series? I have not. I've had it recommended to me by more than a dozen people. I just haven't slowed down enough to to binge it. It is so good. Okay. And I'm not one to watch a lot of shows because I just have a problem. As soon as the sun goes down, I fall asleep. And that's usually the time I actually have the time to actually watch a show. But Yellowstone, it's one of these drama series where your heart just keeps racing, keeps racing. Um it's essentially a saga of the Duttons and their constant fight to defend their land, their way of life, um, and a family on a mega ranch out west. High drama. It's got crime. Um, it's got some very strong characters, some of which I love. They did a prequel called 1883. It's got Mississippi's own Faith Hill is one of the stars oh. in that. That's I haven't watched that because... It just, it, these, these shows take so much out of me. I mean, it's like on the edge of your seat. I really have to like save up energy, um, to, to watch it. But 1883 has been good. Um, but last night there was another news announcement for any Yellowstone fans that may be out there. Um, there is going to be another prequel. It's going to be called 1932. And it will explore westward expansion through the eyes of a new generation of the Dutton family members as they venture through westward expansion, prohibition, and the Great Depression. Okay, so more things to look forward to um, if you're a Yellowstone fan or something to tap into if um, you've not yet tried this series out. But uh, this is the end of our show. Time sure has flown. Time flies when you're having fun. It's been an honor for me to share this time with you all. Be safe out there, and until next time, um, have a great day. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.